Hey Alexa, what's the definition of hustle? To be aggressive, especially in business or other financial dealings. You're listening to the H for Hustle podcast, designed to inspire future entrepreneurs to take the leap from working for someone else to pursue their passions and side hustles and turning them into full-fledged businesses. My name is Jerome Fenton. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Every week, I'll be speaking with an entrepreneur that has taken that leap. We'll be talking about the lessons they've learned and how they've turned their passions and side hustles into full-fledged businesses. H for Hustle Podcast, welcome back. Another illustrious episode up ahead. And on today's episode, we have Chad Austin of Priority Fitness. And we talk about fitness. Um, this is, again, one of those issues that I wanted to bring up with entrepreneurship. I've been guilty of this by saying, you know, when I get this money, when I get my, my money right, when I build this business, I'll go back and get my body right. And I'll go back and work on getting my fitness right. And it, that has never worked out for me. I, I've noticed that if I work on my fitness or include fitness in my daily routine, my business and my life seems to move better and be better. So this is something I want to bring on. This is uh, fitness. These are things that we ignore all the time as entrepreneurs. And I want to have Chad to come in and have a truthful, honest conversation about how to get people back in that space of working out and making sure that their body is right so their mind can be right so they can go get that money. So I'm not going to waste too much time. Let's get into this episode right now. Boom. H for Hustle Podcast, welcome back. We have another great guest today. We have Chad Austin from Priority Fitness. Chad, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Honored to be here. So, Chad, if I was to meet you at a, I guess, a dinner or a you know brunch somewhere, what would you say you do for a living? Uh, I would say I help busy professionals figure out how fitness fits in their life. Got it. And so, <laughs> usually... Most people know fitness is supposed to fit in their life. What's the cause of it not fitting in their lives? Uh, you know, no, and I, I have a book and that I wrote a few years ago. They kind of started me on this make fitness a priority mission. And um, I did a poll to figure out what I was going to do. And my poll question was, what are your top priorities? And um, uh, the top answers you'd probably guess are career and family. Those yeah. are the top answers. Fitness. Nobody, nobody said fitness. <laughs> and, and after a lot of research, as that was about four years ago, and I've had several books since then, but I've realized that fitness is always what we plan to get to later. In our minds, fitness is always what we're planning to get to later. And so, we, because we think we're too busy for it now. And so, and it's so it, the idea should be that putting fitness in your life improves your quality of life all around, makes all aspects of your life better. But we keep putting it off till later because we think we have to, you know, dial in on the things we're doing now first and then we'll have time for fitness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I've definitely been there um, and I definitely do want to touch on that. It's funny because the body that's making us do all of these things, the career, the family is the same body we're neglecting, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, behind that. So I always find that to be interesting. Um, but I, I, I'm going to put a pin on that one because I want to come back to that. Um, let's go back a little bit. Um, were you always like this healthy guy, this always working out? Were you always that guy or did you go on your own fitness journey as well? 
A little bit of both. I mean, I was always an athlete. And so I, I was a wrestler. I went to college for wrestling. So wrestling was life for me growing up. And so I was always an athlete. And then I gravitated to be a PE teacher for a few okay. years before I became a trainer. But I think, um, you know, I, I, I think it started out as sports. And that was my mo that was my motivation for fitness. Mm -hmm. But then I realized I had a lot of anxiety, social anxiety, performance anxiety, and it affected me when I was trying to become a teacher, where I almost changed careers because I didn't think I could handle speaking in front of people. And I, oh. so there was so much anxiety and everything. And I realized eventually that that's, that's part of what drew me to fitness because fitness was really the vehicle that helped me overcome everything internally. So it, I mean, it makes me better with my anxiety, my depression, my mood, my energy, everything. And so, I mean, it's, it's really more of an internal uh, motivation for me for fitness than it is external. Got it. Okay. Um, so was there a point during your fitness journey where you kind of put fitness on the back burner, you know, cause being an athlete granted, you know, collegially and in high school, it's almost like ingrained in you, but after college is done PE teacher, most of my PE teachers weren't in great shape. They were <laughs> decently shaped people, but they weren't in great shape. So did you uh, let your fitness journey slip at some point? I think several points. I think okay. uh, that's what happens to many of us. Every time we have a big life change, I think we're very good at adapting when it comes to our family, our career, our faith, or anything that's important to us, our other passions, right? But we're terrible at adapting to it when it comes to fitness. So fitness is always, so normally when we lose balance because we have a big life change, fitness, our health is always what suffers. And yeah. then it's because we're terrible at adapting to the change. Um, and I have some theories on that. I feel like, uh, so I think the big reason when people say I'm, uh, I'm too busy, what they really mean is I'm too busy to work out like I used to, because uh. we have this bar in our head, right. Of when, when we were in the best shape of our lives or when we just recently got in great shape. And it's almost like if we do less working out or if we do less of a fitness routine than we did, then it's like, we're not doing enough. And it's like, we're ashamed of it, but it doesn't fit anymore. And so mm. it normally it's like that is something I have to help my clients realize that doing less than you did when you were when you had more time doesn't mean it's less of a priority. It just means it fits differently now. Oh, that's a very interesting point. You just now have to with the life change, you have to change the way the workout should look for you instead of it being 40 minutes in a gym because you were young without responsibilities. It might mean 20 minutes worth of walking with your kids um, to help some sort of fitness. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 like every every time something changes. And so I just for a quick summary of mine, you know, I went from being a PE teacher and a coach where I where I was really busy. And so I went and when I was a PE teacher, I was becoming that overweight PE teacher you described. And so I definitely wasn't the athlete I was in college. And so and then when I became and so the three years I was there, I gained about 10 pounds every year and was oh, getting wow. more and more out of shape. But I mean, I was, I wasn't just, uh, I was a PE teacher, a strength and conditioning coach. I was a head coach of two sports. I just started and I was the athletic director. So I had a lot on my plate. And so I just, fitness got pushed off to the side. Sorry, yeah. uh, and then the same thing. And then when I uh, became a personal trainer, I had all kinds of time in the world. I had, you know, I lived right behind the gym. I was brand new to the city, so I had no social life. And I had just a few clients at the time. So I had probably worked out two hours a day, six days a week, had all this time. And so yeah. then it was easy for me. Yeah. And then slowly, you know, it changes again. I became a studio owner. I became an author, a speaker. And so every time something changed in my life, it's like, I finally learned, you know, you, you have to kind of adapt and kind of adjust what your fitness program looks like. Otherwise, it's just going to you're going to fall out of balance with it.
Yeah, that's that's a very good point. And the funny thing um, about that, too, that you say that, like every time your life changes, especially for me, life change fitness slides. And the thing that gets me back in tune with the new life change is funny. It's fitness. Like if I make fitness again a priority in my life, like I say, you know, what, I'm going to I grew up riding BMX a lot. So I was like, you know, what, I'm going to get back out of my bike. And then I do one day on a Sunday. I might ride. You know, when I was a kid, I used to ride all day. Now I ride for an hour or two hours. And I'm like, man, that felt great. My neurons in my brains are firing off. And I, then I do it again on Monday. And then I feel better. And then I do it again. And then all of a sudden, the life changes that are happening feels a little bit easier to handle because I now started integrating health back into my life. So to me, the thing that you push aside, which is health, is the same thing that gets me back on track and gets me handling the new situation better. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many times I've had to learn this lesson and relearn this lesson before I've known that. But yeah, it's every time I, I mean, it, fitness really, it makes everything better. It will make yeah. you better at your job, makes you better as a husband, a father, your, mm -hmm. all your organizations you're a part of, your faith. But uh, when you let it slip away, all those things suffer a little bit too. And so yeah. it's, it's an important lesson to, even if we have to keep relearning it, I mean, but <laughs> every, yeah. every time we get better at it. So I could just hear my audience saying, all right, now I've made I've not made health a priority. I've pushed it to the side, but I technically, quote unquote, don't have time. How can someone create time for fitness? Like, what would your would you say? Get to a gym, get a personal trainer, just go for a walk. Like, what would you what would your advice be to get somebody back started again? Because be honest with you, the gym is intimidating, you know, so mm -hmm. what advice would you give that person? Yeah. Um, I, I, I love the quote that, uh, you know, the heaviest weight in the gym is the front door. And I think the, oh, wow. the farther, the longer <laughs> you go without opening the door, the heavier it gets. It, yeah. It's really hard to get started again. Uh, so I tell people when they get started, there's, there's two questions really that you need to ask yourself. Okay. And so first of all, when, when someone, I have a lot of people that have come in and out of my schedule over the years. And so as life changes happen and they've fallen off track, they've come back and I've helped them get back on track. And I always tell them, we're not starting where you left off. We're, starting, we're creating a new plan that fits the life you're living now. And so mm. first, you have to ask yourself, there's two questions you have to ask yourself. The first one is, how does fitness fit in my life right now? And so just a quick summary of that, you look through all your schedules, your work schedule, your family schedule, your, anything you're part of that you're passionate about, look at your schedule and look at where does fitness fit. And then the second one is, how much accountability do I need right now? And so I sometimes I go I go in spurts and this scales for everybody. There's no one that's just really excited to work out year round. There are times when I because I have a personal trainer and there are times when I need my trainer standing next to me, telling me exactly what to do every workout. Or if I don't have her, I probably won't work out. Yeah. And there are other times when I have my own motivation and I'm excited about working out and I can't wait to go do it. And I'm and I'm uh, I get a lot out of it and I don't need as much accountability. And so just how much accountability in those two ranges do you need? And so those yeah. two questions, you kind of, that's how you get started is really at starting with that, you know, where does it fit and how much accountability do I need? Got it. So we're in a time. So we'll, let's say they can only carve out 30 minutes a day for three days a week now. And, and they might need moderate, um, moderate accountability. What would mm -hmm. you, what would your advice be then from there? Yeah, well, at the end of this, we're going to get a little uh, freebie from me at beatyourexcuses.com. And so that is a that is one thing, listeners. Keep listening until the end. We'll give you more details on that. Yeah. Uh, but getting 
getting started, it doesn't matter. Also know that it doesn't matter where you get started because this is scalable. You're going to do more and more as it fits and you'll get better at it. You'll, you'll get, as you get in shape, you'll be able to do way more in 30 minutes than you do the first week you start in 30 minutes. Um, and so it's really, it takes a little bit of integrity and being honest with yourself, uh, and not shaming yourself that you're just giving yourself a reward that giving yourself pat on the back that you're getting started, first of all. And, uh, so just doing the best you can with 30 minutes. So a lot of people, if you haven't done anything for six years, then walking your dog for 30 minutes, twice a week might be where you start and then going from there. But, uh, and also I think what your goals are, um, so you, if you have to know, what do you want to get out of your workouts? So there's a misconception when it comes to personal training of like, I went up for my dad, for instance, I, I had to be a trainer for 10 years before my dad would let me train him because he had this, <laughs> he had this idea that personal training meant bodybuilding, mm. right? And, uh, it's different fit. Your fitness goals are different for everyone. And so yeah. really what his goals are is to be an active grandpa and to be able to move around without pain. And so some, for some people, it's to be able to move without pain. For yeah. some people, it's to lose weight. For some people, it's to have more energy. Or I mean, so it's different for everybody. But what do you want to get out of your workouts? Yeah, that was something that I had to realize for myself. It was like, well, I can't go back and be, have the 18-year-old body that I had. You know, once I, ha- I had a lot of time, I also was ton of energy. I was riding my bike all the time. I was doing a ton of stuff. Um, I, was, I had the time to do it. And as I got older, I realized that I don't need fitness in the sense of like, I need to have this amazing body, right? Like I just need it mostly for the endorphin rush, the, the, the energy that I feel like I get off. Like it helps me sleep better at night that I got this energy off. And it's not really about like having this ripped body it's literally just like being an being able to be an active dad but also getting my mind clear like after i work out i feel like my brain is like making the right decisions and if i don't work out like i see myself moping kind of moping through the day it gets a little tougher to sleep at nighttime i want to start scrolling on the phone a little bit more but when mm-hmm. i work out in the morning I'm, I'm by nighttime i'm like oh my god i'm exhausted so i realize that it's more for like keeping my body regular and keeping my mind focused than it is about actually like having this great physique. Now, if that happens, great. I'm not saying no to it, but that's not Mm. my main goal. And that's, that's a very good point because until I made that like rationale in my head, like, what is this for? That's when it became, I I was able to then put a routine around my, my, my life. You know, it was like, I felt better. Yeah. Doing it to feel better. That's just something I've had to relearn a few times too. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, yeah, even just doing a little bit fit and fit and fitness in when I can, um, it just it makes me better at everything. I mean, yeah. it it really does. It gives me the energy and the confidence and um, everything I need to to do better. Got it. So a lot of this audience is listening as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, um, and a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs. I did this. I also went on my entrepreneurial journey. I put fitness behind i was like you know i'm gonna get get this money i need money first and then i'll get my body right and get everything focused because once i have money everything else will work out and everyone makes fitness seem like the most expensive thing on the planet to actually Mm -hmm. do um how do you combat something like that like you know i don't want to spend that money on the gym or the personal trainers might not be worth it like what was your what was your advice to be for some entrepreneur listening to this yeah well first off you're you're thinking of it wrong and your reasons for doing it are wrong because you're getting into the habit like uh, you probably heard on entrepreneur podcasts and everything before where i'll be happy when 
or I'll do this when you're, you're keep pushing, you're, you're, you're giving an excuse to keep putting off and you're never going to run out of excuses you can use to put it off. You can right now, you can say it's the money or I want to get my business established. I want to get to this level, but you're never going to run out of reasons to put it off. And you're giving yourself a disservice because you'll actually get to your goals faster if you put the fitness in now. And so you're, you need to think of it, what you would want, what you want to get out of as an entrepreneur, what you want to get out of fitness, it'd probably be energy, strength, confidence, clarity, focus, all those things that you'll get, like, uh, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, that you were getting from your workouts. Uh, and also the, for the money part, I mean, uh, my online training courses that I do don't cost, my book doesn't cost anything. And there's a lot of fitness stuff in there. My having a workout partner doesn't cost you a thing. Uh, fitness doesn't have to, there's a, there's another misperception uh, that fitness costs a lot. And, uh, yeah. so like I have a, I have it set up for even the people that see me in person. I, I, I mean, my goal is to see as, and help as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most fitness professionals, that's what they would say in that. It's not about make, making as much money as possible. I mean, of course that's nice. It's like, like losing weight is, and getting ripped is nice. Right. Yeah. But that's not why we do it. We do it to impact as many people as we can. It's all right. We have, we have tiers and things set up for, for any budget. So if you really talk to a fitness professional and have a game plan strategy, everyone's going to talk to you for free. And then, and then you're, they're going to have, they're going to have an option that fits you. And, and, but, um, there's so many options out there that are free and don't cost a thing. You don't need to pay a lot of money for equipment. I have my online platform that I do. I have a couple workouts every week that you don't need anything. You need, I mean, just a body weight, body weight workouts, or it's just resistance band workouts. I have people that travel. And so you're trying, if you're trying, if you're an entrepreneur who travels all the time and you're using that excuse, I have one client that travels all the time and we never have a heads up a win. We might know 24 hours in advance that he has to travel. And so our plan is always Monday and Wednesday morning. And he's either in person or I turn on Zoom and the first couple minutes is him showing me what his apartment looks like, what his hotel room looks like. And then we make the workout from there. And wow. so there's always a way. It's just like as an entrepreneur, you can find a way or you can find an excuse. There's going to be obstacles thrown at you that can be curveballs and, and you can easily use them excuses to skip your workout or to take the fitness out of it for a day or so, or push it back. But you can also find a way to do it. And that is going to benefit you the best. Yeah. That's something that is really, really true. And again, um, YouTube, YouTube's there too, right? Like you yeah. can always yeah. turn on YouTube and, and just follow, follow along on a, a body weight workout or whatever it is. I mean, granted, just to keep your body active. Um, that's something that I, you know, during the lockdown, we were all kind of locked inside. Like I bought a rowing machine. I started rowing. I bought like a couple kettlebells and just started working out and following YouTube videos. And, you know, I kind of was like, okay, I could see how this works. It's not the best, but it is, yeah. a, is a, it's a good form of kind of continuing. And, and there is like a level of accountability and everyone who does it is pretty professional. So you really feel pumped through the whole process. So like you said, there is, you can either make excuses or you can find an answer. So, mm-hmm. um, so um, while we're just talking about the lockdown, you, you are in a fitness business, literally fitness went away. Like people were in their house. They couldn't come to you. How did you maneuver that? as an entrepreneur, how did you maneuver your business kind of like locking down for a little while? Uh, you know, I am really proud of, uh, I was definitely really proud of my fitness community because I think uh, 90% of my client base I had, uh, didn't lose a step at all. I mean, and we, and we went virtual and it was, I mean, I hadn't, I had done a quite a bit of like 
some workouts and stuff, but I hadn't done a lot of a much virtual training. I had a couple online clients, but not the way the pandemic set it up where we were actually doing workouts through zoom. And so it was, we all had to pivot and we had to learn, but I mean, uh, we definitely all found a way. And so I, I think, um, you know, but that, that this, that's just the thing. It, that, that's one thing that fitness teaches you or, uh, I'm an, I'm an ob, avid obstacle course racer. And I have been probably about since the time I started being a trainer. And I think that's what drew me to it. Cause you know, it, as a fitness, I, what I do is I, I help people overcome their excuses. I mean, any fitness uh, entrepreneur or any coach of anything, that's part of our job is to help people overcome their excuses. Uh, you can replace uh, the word obstacle and excuses really basically in any sentence. And it's the same sentence. It's just an excuse is just an obstacle we haven't overcome yet. And uh, we definitely had to uh, be, adapt as uh, when we went virtual. And uh, but I the good thing, but there's a lot of good things that came out of it. I was able to keep all of my clients. 90% uh, of my clients kept going and didn't miss a beat. Um, and then, uh, and it, I think it just made them stronger when we came back. And so now they don't have the excuses anymore because they know they can do virtual workouts. And so if they have to travel, they have to be away from the gym or be on vacation. They don't, they don't really have an excuse anymore that holds any, holds any water to miss their workouts. Cause they yeah. know they can still do it with me wherever they are. And we, we yeah. have people from all over the country and all over the world that have joined us for group workouts since the pandemic started. We have people, we have a regular from Ireland that's joined us for our Saturday morning boot camps and so it's morning for us but afternoon for him but he's okay. there every saturday <laughs> wow that's awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome had to jump into episode real quick guys to let you know this episode is brought to you by fresh books now being your own boss is amazing right but figuring out your financials by yourself is definitely not one of those amazing things tell you the truth guys a few months ago i was stressed out about my business finances i literally was like pulling the hair that i didn't have on my head out um, and i looked on the internet for all-in-one solution and i was able to find fresh books and one thing that fresh books helped me with was invoicing online bill pay expense reporting and you know a few months back it actually helped me out even more when i turned the keys over to my accountant and she was able to go in there and look up all the reports and made my life a little bit easier and made tax time a little bit cheaper for me um, so i don't want you guys just to take my word for it i want you guys to try it for yourself so there's a 30-day free trial no credit card required all you have to do is go to hforhustle.co slash freshbooks that's hforhustle.co slash freshbooks now let's get back to the episode to the episode to the episode As an entrepreneur, what lesson did you learn through this time? I, mean, if I, I learned numerous lessons, but during that time, what was one thing that you took away and you now implement in your business? Uh, oh, man, lots of lots of lessons for sure. But um, I think, uh, well, I think one, I less, one lesson I learned before it, I think that helped me was that uh, there's no norm for fitness. Right. And so uh, that's, I think that's one thing that another misconception people have when it comes to the fitness or, you know, what worked for someone isn't going to work for somebody else. So what's a perfect, what's perfect recipe for, for one person isn't going to be for somebody else. And what was a perfect recipe for you in the past won't necessarily be now. And so knowing that, uh, is, uh, my wife's, uh, my mother-in-law, one uh, advice she gave my, my wife growing up all the time was that, uh, it's not wrong. It's just different. 
And so just knowing that, uh, every, the perfect fitness recipe or your perfect fitness plan, when you go online, it's going to be different for everybody. And so some people, um, it's all body weight exercises and, or some people have resistance bands. Some people have a couple dumbbells and some people have, there's people that have a whole set of dumbbells and there's one, there's some people that just have a heavy one and they have a light one. And so yeah. you just have to kind of figure out what's the best thing for them to do. Uh, and also what's the best timing. And so, um, this is one uh, thing that definitely probably helped us learn during the pandemic that we can take over now. Um, sometimes we, it's about setting yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. And so if you, uh, so for instance, like the, well, th- let's talk about the time you work out. Yeah. And so if you're an entrepreneur and you're having a tough time fitting your work, fitting your workouts in, ask yourself if you're, if you're setting yourself up to fail. So like if you're if for, for instance, if you have a busy, stressful job and if the only time you see that you can fit fitness in your workout is after work, I know for me, I would fail. I mean, I, I, I know that I have to do my, I've learned my workout needs to be in the morning mm-hmm. or in the late morning after my morning sessions. If I say I'm going to do it after work, I got all day to talk myself out of it. And if yeah. I'm exhausted because I've had a whole bunch of sessions, I mean, if I don't have someone I'm working out with or a trainer training me, I probably won't do it. And so are you setting yourself up for success? Are you putting your workout in the worst time during your week after a long, stressful day? And then maybe you need, instead of, you know, we know the definition of insanity, right? And so if you're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So, yeah. so as you start over again, if your pattern is that you always end up skipping your workouts, um, then maybe set yourself up for success better. Maybe just put your workouts on days when you're not as, when don't have as much stressful days or, yeah. or easier work days or try working out in the morning before work. Yeah, for me, the morning has definitely been I've, I've realized that although sometimes after work, sometimes after a long day and you've really been like stressed out, a workout can really make you feel relieved. But for me, I realized that my ener- energy level goes up really high. So then I'm like up at nighttime, just like <laughs> looking yeah. around because I worked out, you know, <laughs> later in the night or like, you know, in the afternoon. So for me, it's way better if I do it in the morning. Um, and, you know, sometimes I sacrifice for me, my house is quietest mm-hmm. before the kids wake up, before my wife wake up. So then sometimes it has to be six thirty, six o'clock in the morning. I set my alarm and just get up before them. If I can get 30, 40 minutes before they even wake up, then my day is moving on a much better pace. And sometimes I'm in the middle of my thing. One of my daughters will walk out and I'm like, all right, it is what it is. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to watch dad work out. Um, and sometimes, you know, we live in a building where there's a gym. I go down there. I don't really love the gym thing too much so I, for me i just feel more comfortable in my own home and just creating that space or going outside and doing some sort of riding or running or something like that yeah i, I would say to add on there uh, the the morning thing so i know a lot of people first thing they say is well, i'm not a morning person and uh I, I would say to that that could be that you're right maybe you're not and maybe the best time for the workout isn't first thing in the morning maybe that's just not for you but a lot of times it could just be that it's not that you're not a morning person you just have a habit of sleeping in yeah. And so, and you just need to change that habit. And mm-hmm. anytime you ch- make a change, it's going to take a little bit of an adjustment. So I would, I would have you lean into trying that a little harder first before you discount it and just say, I'm not a morning person. Cause it could be that it's just a habit. You have a habit of sleeping in and you haven't given a full try yet. Yeah. Um, so this is like more of a question for me now for the audience, right? What yeah. is your thing on fasted workouts, right? Um, how are you like waking up in the morning? Should somebody be eating beforehand and then going to workout or should they just go into a fasted workout and go from there? What's your advice on that? That is another thing that um, 
I found it's not a one size fits all answer. And it kind mm -hmm. of a little bit depends on what's best for you. I think when it comes, especially when it comes to nutrition and figuring out where the best time for you to work out is a little bit of the trial and error. And so it takes you being aware, being self-aware and understanding. So I'll have some people to come in. Um, I think it's, it's easier for people, in my experience, it's easier for people to do their workout first thing in the morning on an empty stomach yeah. than it is for someone to come in after work and have not ate since lunch. You know, and so it just depends on the, on energy. And so at first you just, I, if you, if you don't eat normally until 8am is that, or you don't normally eat breakfast until a little bit later, and you're going to be doing your workout at 630, try it on an empty stomach a little bit first. And if you feel like you, I mean, if you feel like halfway through you ran out of energy and you're, you, you ran out of fuel, then you, then you can kind of tweak it a little bit and try to have something, you know, 30 minutes or an hour before you come in. And so I mean, it just takes a little bit of trial and error and to figure that out. So I've, I've definitely had people where I found that they work out great in the morning and it looks like they get, they got tons of energy after a couple of workouts, they get used to it. They feel like they could keep going for another half hour afterwards and they go eat af afterwards. Yeah. And I, but I've, I've definitely had people that, that when they've switched and they've started doing their workout, I have a group of people that work out at six 30 and if they don't eat, and they, they used to be, they had lunch and then they would have dinner at seven. And they've learned they have to have a, an afternoon snack. Otherwise, they won't have fuel for their workout. Oh, got it. So it's all based on person. It's not really one thing, one size fits all. I've, yeah. For me, I've gotten more into the fasted workouts because it just, for me, it's just, I might eat a banana or something in the like 15 minutes before I started working out if I feel like really hungry. But for the most part, I just try to keep it fasted. I'll drink a ton of water through the time, but that's pretty much it. Um, the next thing I want to touch on was nutrition, right? Like mm -hmm. the, the, the nutrition industry, diet industry is a trillion dollar business, right? Um, because there's a keto, there is paleo, there is slim fast is still a business, Weight Watchers, there's Noom. How does someone get a proper control of their actual nutrition as a, as a, as a trainer? Like what would be some like just basic tips you'll give somebody? Uh, well, one thing I always try to help people is, uh, the, I want to, to think them to think big picture and think long-term. And so we are as personal trainers, we are definitely, uh, we are outnumbered by instant gratification these mm -hmm. days. And so every month there are more and more options of instant gratification. So I, whether it be a fad diet and not all diets are fad diets. And so, but sometimes they're fad diets and, or they're products that are marketed because of these diets or they're, but it's basically promising you fast results with little or no work on your part. And, and so when you want results so bad, I mean that even the smartest person's judgment can be clouded and, and hard to resist that. Uh, but just know if, if, if you're doing something that you can't do for six weeks, then don't do it. It, you need to be, it needs to be something that you can do long term. Um, it needs to be something that uh, fits in your life. Um, but yeah, so, so much these days, it's the marketing is faster results with, with less work on your part. Yeah. And uh, that's all I, I call that turkey bacon. Where and that is my word for instant gratification because I feel like it's it's an illusion. It's not yeah. real. It yeah. looks like the real thing. It is not the real thing, and you're just going to be disappointed. <laughs> Turkey bacon. <laughs> it's the imitation. So the, the the advice we'd give them is figure out something that's good for them and something you can keep doing for a long period of time. Yeah. And so don't look for a quick fix or, a, or some sort of fancy fix. And so you want to look for something that is more real and that you can do long-term. Um, and so I, for when it comes to nutrition, you know, there, there's, 
it can go forever and it can be overwhelming all the things to do. And so I always have people start with the basics. And so most, uh, most people I found, especially busy entrepreneurs, they, I mean, majority of people eat two and a half times a day. When I first meet new people um, and they're busy professionals, they normally, most people's diets are two and a half times a day. So normally that means they skip breakfast and then uh, they'll have something late morning, maybe, but then they'll probably eat lunch and then they'll be busy the rest of the day and they'll come home and they'll have a late dinner and then go to bed. And then the next morning start all over again. And so it just first getting people to, to fuel their body more often, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then to start eating less processed food, more real food. And so food that doesn't have, you know, you know, most people, when we eat real food, uh, the best explanation is that is the perimeter of the grocery store and, and not the, the boxes in the middle. And so the, you know, the fruits and vegetables, the, the uh, meats, the dairy and eggs, uh, and then the breads and stuff around the outside. And so if, it, if you're ingredient, if you have a, a mile long ingredient list, then uh, put it back. <laughs> if if it. it's going to take longer to eat the product than it is to read the label, put it back. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So those are very simple, easy things. And then uh, from one of the biggest things, just try to eat things that were like live or came out of the ground or like lived or at some point or another. That was some good advice that I received. Is just, like you said, the perimeter of the supermarket. Um, usually you can kind of. Yeah. So that's that's what a uh, real food basically means. Yeah. It should be uh, gr uh, growing or, or living, uh, yeah. you know, at one point. Yeah. And so it's, that's a natural food. It hasn't been modified and processed a bunch. Yeah. Um, it's, it hadn't been messed with. And so. Got it. Now you've been, uh, I kind of asked these questions to everyone that comes on the show. You've been an entrepreneur for a while. What's one thing you wish you had known from your beginning of your journey to where you are now as an entrepreneur? Uh, that failing is part of it. Failing is inevitable. And that failing is, is what makes you stronger. The struggle, I mean, everyone on here that's an entrepreneur and you've been uh, scraping and clawing with your business for a while, you know that it's the struggle that makes it stronger. Uh, I'm a huge Chiefs fan. And as we, we're, we're struggling right now, uh, and, uh, but I know it's going to make them stronger because I've seen them go through tough times before and they're they're good well coached in their group they're just gonna learn from their mistakes and get better but uh so this when a failing part when it comes to fitness it just you know it stems from new year's resolutions and so all all fitness professionals you know we hate new year's resolutions but it's ironic because we, we we help people set goals for a living and yeah. so we should love it but we hate it because of the negativity around it. And so yeah. all the stats that we have about New Year's resolutions, you know, like the six weeks into the year, 90% of people have already failed. It makes it seem like it's over. And like, you might as well just wait till next year and try over or try again. Yeah. And, uh, but failing does not end your story. Failing does not end your journey. It, it gives you a chance to grow. And so it's always, it's what you do next that counts, how you get back on track and what lessons you've learned. Uh, that, that are going to make you stronger going forward. And so that is one thing I definitely wish I would have learned before is that uh, there's nothing about making fitness a priority. That means being a perfect. There's nothing about my fitness business and everything I'm trying to grow as a speaker and an author. That means being perfect. There's going to be setbacks and it just means how are you respond? How do you grow? How do you come back with a better plan? That's, that's some awesome, awesome advice. Um, now, there's somebody listening to this. They're in a cubicle. They're in their car. They're driving to work. They're driving to a place that they hate, right? They know that they're, they're dying a slow death. They're walking to a job they're going to die a slow death with. What advice would you give that person that wants to make that transition but is just afraid to or can't at the right at this moment? Make that transition to uh, entrepreneurship. Um, to an entrepreneurship. Um, 
I would, I would, I would, I would tell them, you know, kind of the same way I would tell them, um, how to fit fitness in your life or is it fit right now? I mean, uh, if you want to start putting it in there, where does it fit right now? And so and I would, and I would also, uh, you know, where, where's the most, what's the most important things that you can start with? What are some little things you can start incorporating and, and scale from? Uh, so it doesn't have to be overnight, but, uh, what, how can you get started and scale from there? Got it. So start with the smallest piece you can and then build on top. Yes. Got it. Got it. Get started. Open the heavy door. (laughs) (laughs) The heaviest door to entrepreneurship is the first door. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So there, um, hold on. So you were talking about your program that you had, um, that you said your online program. And what was that all about again? Can you break that down a little bit more? Yeah. So uh, you can go, if you've been listening and you had some takeaways, you can go to beatyourexcuses.com beatyourexcuses.com. And from there, that's my, that's my giveaway. You can get a free copy of my first book, my best-selling book, Make Fitness a Priority, How to Win the Fight Against Your Excuses. That's become a series. That's kind of where it started. And it's a very good guide for you, whether you're getting started or you're restarting. It does either one. It's going to be great motivation for you. And it also has a chance for you to get five free classes on my online platform. So you can try it where I have uh, live classes. You can follow along and I have on-demand classes that are pre-recorded um, that you can just set your, in your schedule throughout the week. Got it. And is this for every level? So, um, intermediate beginners, like someone who's restarting their fitness journey. Yeah, I have it for all levels. I have classes on my platform that are just body weight. Some that are, have dumbbells and resistance and, and are tougher and some that are harder cardio. I mean, so I have all levels and I have modifications on there for, for all fitness levels. So Got you it. can start and grow. Got it. And what's the website again? Beatyourexcuses.com. Beat your excuses. So you're making sure that there is no excuses. So you just go on there and you get an opportunity to train with Chad. So Chad, I do want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you so much for sharing the knowledge um, of how people can make fitness a priority in their life. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And just like that, another episode is in the can. Man, one of the biggest takeaways that I took from this episode is when Chad said, it's not that you don't have time to work out. It's just you don't have time to work out the way you used to work out. And you have to almost like reset your expectations of what working out should look like now when you have these changes in your life. So that was a big takeaway for me. I was like, wow, that that's huge because you have to then change based on where your life is, not based on what you used to do. So I would love to know what you guys got away from this episode. What's your takeaways? What did you learn from this episode? Go over to h4household.com. Click on the link that says episode. Go to Chad's episode and write me a comment. I would love to know what you guys thought of today's episode. Guys, I'm not going to waste too much time. I'm going to wrap it up here like I always wrap it up with the quote from the late great Nipsey Hussle. The quote goes, this game will test you. Never fold. Stay 10 toes down because it's not on you. It's in you. And what's in you, they can't take away. That's it, guys. Peace. Boom.